back to Get With The Programming. I'm Chase Singer. I'm Captain America. And along with me is Bill Grundler. Wolverine. And today we'll do another reading of the gospel of the... Reading from the gospel of Greg. Greg Glassman Chipper. I need to get some like uh, like church organ music to start the show. Oh, sh- dude, for these that pits- would be good, yeah. I was looking it up. I just ran out of time to find a good clip. So I might be adding that to the sound effects on the uh, old <laughs> podcast board. But um, good, yeah. I am pumped. We are back. We're going to talk CrossFit Journal. We are following... The Greg Glassman Chipper, curated by Mark Workington. The Old Testament. The Old Testament. Yes, the Old Testament. Oh, I like that. Old Testament. The Old Testament. Old Testament, known as the Glassman Chipper. It is a collection of articles that Greg Glassman wrote from the very beginning. If you guys are rolling with us on YouTube, we will post these in the chat so you guys can have the list for yourselves. Do with it what you will, but always do it with the good intent of preserving the spirit. The Holy Spirit of CrossFit. <laughs> Dang. John Young would be happy right now. Yeah. We're yeah. getting in there. <laughs> yeah. Judy. Judy. Uh, the last episode we did was on the push-up, and that was just another wonderful eye-opening experience. Uh, we saw the first challenge of 10 challenges that they had on that article. Uh, again, if you guys are rolling with us, follow that link we just put in the chat. That is a link to the Glassman Chipper itself, uh, so you don't have to go and search that. Uh, we are going to actually be going through today. Article is simply called "Police Training," which mm. is oddly enough the um, one of the antithesis of how CrossFit really bore its teeth deep into the military community, the first responder community, and it was really at the bedrock outside of say the garage gym goer or the garage gym affiliate. Uh, of which what CrossFit training methodology methodology was bounded upon. Yeah, I think that that feel Space of grit in fight Space Wars. that that grittiness, you know, that um, wanting not just to look like a badass, but to be a badass. Mm. That kind of mentality for mm. I mean, those you can figure first responders, military. I think just in general, that is what most people would see them as. They're the badasses. They're the ones that are fighting and protecting and yes. all of those things for us. Um, and then all the rest of the the CrossFitters that wanted to. Oh, man, this is kind of funny. Okay. Y- you know what the bar method is, right? Yes. Well, okay. yeah. is this like a shot? <laughs> like, no, well, no we... not, it's not really. Leave not Jay really. out of this. All right. The guy's doing his best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so. The bar method is all kind of like, you know, all these people that go to the bar method, they're for 45 minutes, they think that they do a couple plies and that they're going to be like ballerina-esque. Oh, you know, have I that, see where you're have going. that look, okay. see? Continue, yes. All of us CrossFit, you know, all of the, I'll say all of the, because I would throw myself into the first responder part, all of the CrossFitters, you know, using that same thing, like, I'm going to be badass like they are. Mm. I'm going to get hard like they are. Yeah. But it wasn't 45 minutes of just, Nice and light plies. It was grinding your face against the floor and <laughs> doing hands, uh, you know, push-ups on parallel bars and mm. ring pull, trying to do all the things that the cops were trying to do, or yes. or what they should do, or yes. what we envision them doing. Um, so I, I I do love that it's kind of that uh, that old school version. But what's still crazy is we say that, mm-hmm. but Greg didn't like those weren't his first clients. No, he was doing CrossFit not with those badasses. 
He just realized that it really works for those badasses. Yes, he, the expanse of what this training methodology, who this training methodology can reach right. out to. And we say it time and time again because we are reading from Greg's original articles in the CrossFit Journal. This one we're going through is March 2003, is that we say that the very by degree not kind when it comes to the athlete that is training. And I say those words intentfully for you internet idiots out there. <laughs> very about degree not kind the the needs of the elderly and the sport specific olympic athlete very by degree not kind that's right yet crossfit can suffice both at the highest level and man that i went to the the crossfit for health summit last weekend in austin texas i was yeah, very I I was thankful yeah you were you online yeah how great so how great was that so good how great so was good that? My, like my favorite part when I texted you when uh, the one presenter had everyone hop up to do they call them fit, <laughs> fitness snacks. Fit snacks. Everyone hop, hop up and you know go high knees really fast. I'm like, dude, you better be going high knees right now. I was. It wasn't fast because I just rucked 6.6k at 4:30 in the morning. <laughs> oh, you did. Oh, gross. Dude, I helped lead the ruck. I was down in the lobby at 4 a.m. getting things ready. Um, Dang. Yeah, so Go Ruck came on board that morning. The Ruck started at 5, so it was 5 a.m. out of Hotel Van Zandt there in Austin, Texas, where it was being held. Got down to the lobby at 4 o'clock in the morning with Carrie Hare, who's now with Go Ruck. Um, awesome. And met uh, Trip O'Connell, which is – Trip O'Connell, he, he works for Go Ruck. Yeah. Ex-military guy. He had his buddy James there from uh, Deep End Fitness that was a, a part of this too. But uh, the only way I could describe this guy – is he's the perfect combination, and most people won't get this reference at all, but I know you will, of A.J. Pappas and Joe Westerlin. If they had yeah. a baby, he was like a six-foot-four <laughs> Joe Westerlin with Pappas <laughs> attributes. Long yeah. hair, like Joe, yep. right? Yep. Face like Joe, attitude like Joe, but with some of A.J.'s uh, like nuances. He was fantastic. Yeah. The long, lanky. Long, lanky, dude. And when that, so we, we all loaded up and we, everybody paired off in twos. My job, I was sitting in the back with Spencer Hendel and we were, we were caboose just to make sure nobody fell off the pace, which they did. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and carry people stuff if we need to. And the idea was like, you share with your partner, you stay in two lines. It was very, you know, very military to start. And now it wasn't like hardcore, but like, dude, so many people showed up. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, it was a little rainy in the morning, too. And I was like, oh, it's raining. I'm like, this is the best. I want it to rain harder. No, Let's just get is, gritty. I, I mean, it, yeah, if you're going to go. We're going to do it. Let's do it. Let's get as place. uncomfortable as we can. Totally. And it was I think great. That's more fun anyway. I agree. Yeah. But yeah, the, the fitness snacks is funny. I was like, you know what? If you do CrossFit at uh, 5 o'clock in the morning, you don't need fitness. <laughs> you need no <laughs> snacks. The only snacks you may I, need is, uh, you know, a handful of beef jerky and some some almonds. But you uh, had your all you had your yeah. uh, all you can eat buffet at five a.m. Yeah, I heard snacking is bad for your diet anyway, so I just got it all done in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, uh, it was it was great. It was really cool to see. Uh, I can't wait to get into this article before we do some just some housekeeping items. Um, relative to the last article we had, we challenged the listeners to try the. Uh, first of 10 challenges that are supposed to progressively get more difficult of uh, 50 what we call honest push-ups. Now, the honest push-up is, as written in the article last week, was two-second descend, two-second uh, raise. So two-second control to the floor to press out. No bouncing, no nothing, right? Keep it legit, keep it honest. 
Oh, yeah. And it said 50. And we were like, is it 50 in a row? Is it 50 unbroken? <laughs> this is a hell of a first test. So I know you tried it and you crushed yeah. it. Like, you did great. How many did you get? I got 39. 39. I got 39. 21. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you, I've admitted when, I'm not a push-up guy. When did, when, did, when did you feel like the, oh, no, I'm not going to make it? Eight. Oh, shit. <laughs> Eight. And I was Man. like, I got to get to 20. Like, I don't have a choice. I have to get to 20. You already told me what your number was. I was like, there's no way I'm getting to that. But then we threw out a little challenge. Like, hey, if anybody wants to, give this a shot. Send us a video. And we'll try to, to make a video of it. We had a couple throw it out there. But lo and behold, this morning, we get tagged in something, Bill. And it appears that the Sevenistas have made their own video, of which I will play. I won't play with the video or with the music because it's like Eminem. We'll totally get. But look at this. Look at them all going for it. Yeah. Also, I didn't know that Sevenistas had their own like Instagram handle. <laughs> so you guys can go follow them. Fuck it. I'm going to follow them right now. There you go. You guys get a follow. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Fitter in my Cheater. 40s is uh, Janelle. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> interesting camera angle. But look at this. Look at this whole crew. Push-up challenge. We're trying no, to get who, the 50. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that push-ups would have been that big of a deal? I know, but what a what a eye-opening experience. But this just, like, makes me so happy to see that what I was like, hey, I'll try to put this together. And lo and behold, the Sevenistas get together on their own, and they put it all together themselves. Yeah. So this this gives me a warm, fuzzy feeling of, uh, you know what this feels like? It feels like OG CrossFit. Oh, dude, totally. Right? Yeah. A hundred percent. percent. Um, how many, have you done any other ones since then? Uh, yes. How many? Like, uh, have you done sets or what have you done? I have, I haven't tried the, um, the max again, but I've definitely put it in basically the, the rotation. Isn't it weird that like you're thinking about putting mm -hmm. push-ups, slow push-ups into a workout? Like I, I'm, yeah. like I, I kind of think about that a lot now. Like yeah. I, I did, a, I did another workout after that. I did some back squats. That the one that I did for my dad, the oh, 10, dude. 15, 20, 25. That was intense. It was. I, I, hey, I love, you, I your dad. I'm just gonna throw this out there. I know we can talk about it a little bit. Like your dad passed away on the same yeah. date as my son's birthday. Not the same, same day. <laughs> but it was like three years later. It's like, hey, man, it's my son's birthday. He's like, oh, my dad just died. I was like, oh. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I would say that February 2nd is a day that claims some warriors. And we got oh, your dad. Yeah. yeah. And we got Carl freaking Weathers. Dude, could you imagine? Dude, those guys. Love you too, Jeffrey. Guaranteed are doing the predator handshake. Dude, imagine that. Imagine old, your dad and Carl yeah, Weathers. He's like, well, like your dad welcoming, right? Totally. Welcome into heaven. He's like, hey, buddy. No, actually, he wouldn't have done that. He would have done the whole Dylan thing. Dylan! Yeah. Carl. You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. <laughs> so shout out to your dad. Uh, but I threw it into that one, too. I and, saw and that. It's crazy how it's so much... Everyone is, we've all done push-ups, mm -hmm. we've all done Murph, and it's like you're doing push-ups for the first time all over again. Yep. It's like, what do you mean I can, I can admit 20, and I'm like, 
Yeah. So yeah, my head's all quivering. I added them. I did this workout that was it was very simple, but it freaking wrecked me. It was sixty seconds. It was kind of like An, uh, Angie. Mm. Sixty seconds ring rows because I wanted to get high volume in there. Sixty seconds ring rows. Sixty seconds V ups. Sixty seconds of push ups. Sixty seconds of air squats. Rest three minutes. Hit that four times. It's okay. like some Swedish interval that I learned about. I mean, you remember them talking about that protocol? Yeah, yeah I was yeah. like, all right, let's try it. Four yeah. minutes on, three minutes off, max intensity. And the push-ups, I was like, okay. I wasn't going like two-two, but it was like, it's touching. It's a full, it's as locked out as I can get. I'm not bouncing and I'm not caving. And I was getting 20. <laughs> right. Dude, that, that's the one that goes out first. But in my head, it's I was so thinking, crazy. yeah, and it, but it was great because in my head, I was like, it said, like, if you're going for max reps or say you're a competitive setting, it's okay to just get it done, right? As right, fast right. as you can. But, like, I'm training today. What's going what's gonna to be the best thing for my progress, progression as far as, like, push-up strength and endurance and stamina? Is it going to be blasting through 10 like I'm doing Cindy? Where I'm, like, <laughs> no holds bar, chest into the floor to get some rebound out of a rib cage that's Heck not yeah. designed to be? Cindy, yes. Training day, no. Right. Right. And so, um, um, and what will be interesting is when they, and I think it's in a couple, maybe two uh, or three articles from now where they do it for the pull up. Mm -hmm. And it's the same kind of idea because that was the big, that was a big switch for a lot of non CrossFitters to CrossFitters is the cheating pull up. Oh, you're yeah. not doing it right. You're not doing it right. But you're understanding the reasons why. So I think it's interesting that they'll have it in that one because you could have had the same sort of, mental thought process for the push-up mm -hmm. the reasons for doing the honest push-up versus doing the cindy push-up doing the murph push -up, yeah there is a time and a place you know it's a time and i like place. i like that i like oh, that that was cool uh other housekeeping items breaking news from the og culture we have a new partner as a distributor called rising tide r-i-z-n-g-t-i-d-e and they happen to be located over in Europe. Yes. We now have a European distributor of the OG culture. So if you guys are listening to the show and like if you guys only had cheaper ways to get it to us, we would get it. It is now there. So if you go and fo follow. Oh, look. If you go follow. Oops. Something went wrong. Sorry. They're in there. What? Dun, 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 dun. What do I do? Rising tide. Yeah. Oh, hey. Yeah, hey. buddies. <laughs> hey, there you are. Why does something keep going wrong? Oh, I know, because I signed out of this. Oh. Um, I'll, I'll fix this really quick. Let's see. Share this tab. But yes, Rising Tide. Hey, they're in there. Follow them. That's their Instagram handle. They're here. They're overseas. So they are here to help us all spread the OG love across the board. So I am super pumped that we have that uh, available for us, there we go. Yes. Give them a follow. Go check them out. You'll be able to order. So if you guys are overseas, anywhere in Europe, go check them out. There's their Instagram handle. Rising Tide is where you guys can go. They'll drop some links in there. Hit them up in the DMs. If you guys are watching on YouTube, we just dropped that link in there. So thank you. Uh, I mean, we talked earlier about it's like, oh, that's so CrossFit. How, so CrossFit. Someone just comes in to... To shoulder, shoulder load, carry the torch, carry the torch. So go, 
give it a look. Um, have you signed it for the Open yet? I did. Oh, good for you. Yep. I did as well. Nice. We are, let's see, it is February 8th. We are 21 days away. Three weeks, people. Three weeks until the very first open announcement. In fact, if we want to get literal, I think we are all but 14 minutes, okay? So 1 p.m. Central. I believe the very first open announcement will be three weeks from now at the 11 a.m. Pacific time uh, release date, or at least start of the show. I don't know 100%. Are they doing, are they doing the early one? I didn't even look. So uh, the last couple of years have been the noon Pacific. Yeah. Uh, release time, start time. Okay. So I believe that is the same thing. I don't know 100%. But if you guys haven't joined the Open, please do. Please do. Join us in the fun. Join us in the party. Join us in the fitness fun run. Your annual fitness checkup. Whatever you guys want to do. Southeast Village. Shut up, Wex. <laughs> Shut, up. Shut your mouth. <laughs> uh, are we doing OG in the Open? Are we doing the, We are doing uh, OG in the Open. Oh, you know what? All right. I don't know if you guys want to see my entire competition dashboard. Fuck it. <laughs> all right add your own hashtag here you guys go if you guys are watching us live i'll tell you i'll even zoom in a little bit here it is we are officially starting our hashtag og in the open og in the open boom there it is og in the open maybe i should add like get with the programming nah og in the open no we're og in the open, OG in the open. That is going to be our hashtag. Oh, wait. What is that? Create your own hashtag? No, create more own leaderboard. Leaderboard. Create new <laughs> leaderboard. Oh, you guys are going to see how easy this is. Step two, name of the custom leaderboard. Uh, OG in the open. Add athletes. Uh, let's see. Is Chasing available? Yes, he is. CrossFit oh. Avenger. Is Bill Grundler available? It'd be William Grundler. Oh, you weirdo. Dude, it wasn't. Oh, because it's, it's under your yeah, that. it's it's under your um. It has to be what your driver's license. William says. C. William C. Yeah, that's right. What's your, I got what's an your email name? that said, "Welcome to your first open." Exclude I'm like, Dude. athletes, Andrew. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just killing Hiller. <laughs> I'm just kidding. OG in the open. So let's see. Step four: add an affiliate. Ooh, can I do that? Cross it, Inferno. Adding oh, you. Yeah. Cross it, Avenger. That is me. I don't know if I've actually told anybody that's the case. Oh. Uh, I don't know if you made it official. I don't know if I have made it official. Well, there you go. I, uh, I do have a new uh, affiliate in my garage. Oge in the open. Go. That is a yes. Filter groups by age. No, thank you. Include Jay Singer, William C. Grundler, Inferno, Avenger, and Oge in the open. Save and view. Boom. And it's done. There you go, folks. Who's going to join us? Join the party. In? Bill's already beating me. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you have it. Custom leaderboard. OG in the open. Join the party. Join the fun. Oh, yes, Janelle. We are doing this again. Every year. Every year. So join the open. Join the party. Join us. As we get the season kicked off in just three weeks. All right, Bill. That's enough chatter. That's enough chatter. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let me see. I will turn this off. I will try my best to save this little guy here. There you go, Dan. Get in there. 
Sign up now. Signing Do up it. now. Damn right. You're damn right, Dan. All right. Window. Oh, yes. And here we are. Welcome to another reading of the CrossFit Journal, written by Greg Glassman, published March 2003. <laughs> <laughs> Simply known as police training, quote, the difference between combat and sports is that in combat, you bury the guy who comes in second. Holy shit. Dude, take some Holy of them shit. motherfucking apples. There's a, that's a fucking t-shirt. Oh, I am amped. I'm already cussing. Unidentified Navy SEAL on the Discovery Channel's U.S. Navy <laughs> SEALs 2, 1999. I have to read that again. The difference between combat and sports is that in combat, you bury the guy who comes in second. Damn. Yep. I want to meet that dude. I don't want to meet that dude. I take it back. No, I do. No, I do. I want to shake that. I want to know. I just want to see if anything of that, whatever you have. Yeah. That like, he probably, you know, like those meaty hands, like a catcher's mitt. Totally. You're like, what, what, what species are you? Maybe, maybe it's just some wiry dude. Like, uh, that's true. Could uh, be like, like in, uh, those seals, man, they're so unassuming. Oh, dude, totally. Yeah. Fuck. Look at Dave Castro. (laughs) Right, dude, he's that's the perfect example. I would he looks so unassuming. So unassuming. But I would never test those waters. <laughs> the dude was a killer. Like that's crazy. What a great line. Dang. All right. Well that woke everybody up. Well, yeah. Welcome like, to the show. Puckered up. Welcome, welcome to the show. Choking on my own spit. <clears throat> All right, introduction. Police training. Uh, If you guys are following us, if you've never been here for a reading, we make a PDF. We highlight important things in yellow. We highlight very specific things like burn this into your memory in blue and things that jump off the page that are both alarming or necessary to circle back on. We highlight. Uh, I would love it if it was red, but PDF only has pink. So, you know, (laughs) (sighs) we do what we can. CrossFit's work enhancing sports performance while exciting and even gratifying sometimes feels too much like helping adults play children games. Now there is a, not, not a shot, but like a, um, what is it, um, where you know yourself, mm-hmm. where you're uh, self-aware. Because, right? I mean, and, yeah. and this isn't a negative, but how many times, we, like, I know members in my gym would be like, this is my playground. <laughs> it's recess right? time. This totally. is this is adult recess. That's yep. what CrossFit is, folks, and that's what it should be for ninety five percent of the world. Your yeah, exactly. your new adult recess. I like that. I like that. But Beloy says they have come to CrossFit aware of the reality that on average the fitness challenges which with which they are most likely to be faced will not be best met by specialized narrow focused fitness. And he's speaking specifically to law enforcement, first responders, or tactical military operators. Meaning, you just can't go into the everyday gym and expect to do a fitness routine that is going to support your profession. And in blue it says, the sole domain, that is a sole domain of sport athletes. So very sport-specific training requires sport-specific practice. And whether that's Football, whether it's throwing a football, running routes, working on quickness, in, 
footwork. But CrossFit itself gets you outside of that. Now, I would argue, this is a whole other can of worms, that uh, this isn't a hot take because it's true, but people will take this as a hot take. Training for the CrossFit Games is just as sport-specific as any other sport out there. I don't think that's a hot take at all. I think training for the CrossFit Games is outside the CrossFit training methodology. Right, because it's sport, because it's not general physical preparedness. Yes. It's I want to race in all of these things. Mm -hmm. It's similar. It's about as close as you get, but I would say being a CrossFit Games athlete is just as sports-specific as any other sports-specific thing we talk about that has its own limitations. Has less what, limitations what than, would, say... What would you say makes it sports-specific? I mean, I have, my, I have my idea of what I think makes it sports-specific to what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, well, let me, well, here's what I would say. What makes it sports-specific is that they, the CrossFit athletes will take specific time to work on specific things, getting their Olympic lifting up, making sure that they're... Uh, not just okay at gymnastics, mm. but good at gymnastics. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially nowadays with all the, the, you know, the pirouettes that you have to do and up and down obstacles and around obstacles and over obstacles, they need to be able to run. They need to be able to swim. They need to be able to bike. They need to be able to climb ropes. So there's a lot of the elements that they are, that they will train specifically because they know that they're going to be in there. Yeah. I mean, now what won't they do? They're not going to be shooting bows and arrows. They're no. not going to be shooting guns. Right. I mean, they're not going to be throwing balls anywhere, even though they did that one time, but that doesn't really count. No, it was one time for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but you're right. So I think that when we say sports specific, I think that a lot of people will think one, act, one single activity or one single movement. Yes. But it's like saying that a... Now, a CrossFit sport is a very wide breadth of physical adaptations and, and modalities, different than any other sport. I, I that, 100%. That, but... It's an MMA fighter. An MMA fighter oh. has specific things that they want to use. It's yeah. the same type of thing. We just have a broader a broader list of specific things that we need to be good at. I like that. That's all. And the, and the reason why we flip back to that is if you think about old school CrossFit, and Boz talks about this a lot, is that people... Um, dabble and experiment, I would say in the sports space, less and less and less. It's like, well, I got to get it, get it high volume handstand pushups. It's like, or you could work on a freestanding press to handstand and take right. two years to develop that technique or the, the power of L sits and L holds the power of Turkish get ups. Like there, there's a lot of experimenting that you can do in your training that I would see is that sports specific to the CrossFit games Almost there's not enough. Now, I, I still believe that those should be in there, but I think the, the mentality is I don't have enough time to waste on those niche outlier things. And I think if we look at CrossFit itself, it's like, actually, that's exactly what you should be doing. Well, the methodology part, the, the fitness right. element, absolutely. The sport element, you got to go for the big bang. Bang for you your buck training. Things, I get that, but think about... Okay, say if you went from, so Annie Sakamoto's pressed a handstand challenge. Yeah. Do you think that better preps her for a wall-facing handstand push-up or doing a bunch of just like push-ups and handstand push-ups or wall-facing handstand push-ups themselves, right? I think that the, 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 tra game? the transference that you have across all of those things, massive. Yes. 
right? And so imagine if you learned the strength, had the coordination, balance, and agility to do a press to handstand, the core stability and shoulder strength and stability alone to do that exercise. I feel like there's going to be much more transference to a wider array of movements than just a deaded movement like a handstand push-up. I, 100%. I agree with that. So, all right. Got off track, but... You get it. It was worth it. Uh, in red, it says, as we said, the sole domain of a sport athlete is sport-specific training when it comes to strength and conditioning. Incredibly, the fitness needs of professional combatants, police and military, I'm throwing fire in there, have not been given the same quality analysis commitment or even funding that is generally given to sport. It says the results, the resulting inadequacies in both first responder and military training, both technical and financial. And what they're saying here is that, say, Janelle, you got 21 as well? Good job. <laughs> Same. Um, what we're saying is that there's so much time, attention, money, training, coaching going into sports-specific athletes, and rarely any is that going into training first responders and military to that degree. Oh, yeah. Right? And that's a massive um, shortcoming. They... When fitness equipment is, generally speaking, when is uh, stipend out for whatever department you're talking about, it's literally a checking the box rather than how do I really get what these people need. Right. What, what can I do to give them the things they need to really be ready for their job? It's just, oh, we'll put a recumbent bike in there because that's low impact and you know, it's just health. It's just healthy for just you. Just keeps them in shape. It, it's it's fluffy because they want people to sort of be involved. That is it. Yep. It's sad. Ugh. It is sad. It makes, makes me throw up in my mouth <laughs> a lot. Uh, and below it says CrossFit's perspective on this. It is CrossFit's contention that first responders, I know it says cops, but I got a firefighter on the show, <laughs> and soldiers are professional athletes yes the same statement i made that crossfit posted about four days ago that if you are in a crossfit gym i believe you are an athlete because you're training rather than just working out on a recumbent bike as bill said <laughs> and the amount of people that lost their minds over that stuff is very telling um yeah i and i, and, and I they're just misconstruing that. what the athlete is like well i think it i think it's uh, it, in, in a particular context. Sure. Um, I, I think that that's... That Do you that's mean the internet took like something out of context? Huh? You mean the internet took something out of context <laughs> to support their own personal views and agenda? Yeah, yeah, just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, Weird. I, I, um, they are uh, cops, military, law enforcement, first responders. They have to see themselves as professional athletes because they are paid to do physical things. Mm. They are paid to do, and, and I don't mean just, okay, I mean, there are going to be the times when you got to pick someone up, whether you're a cop or a, a paramedic or a firefighter or, or a, a, a soldier, mm -hmm. where you have to pick someone up under no stress. But there's a lot of times where you need to do very physical things under high levels of stress, which is like fucking Super Bowl game day. Yep. And if you are not prepared to handle Super Bowl game day activity, then you are not, you are, you are now 
in danger. Yes. And that's, I mean, you have, it it sounds like way over the top, but that is literally what it is because of the opening line. If you lose, you die. Right. Period. Right. And it'll touch on this in a little bit, but like Janelle's chiming in too, is like cops especially should be the baddest, strongest, and fastest dudes around. Yeah. Totally. Uh, Larry Moss is a perfect example. Larry Moss is from Lake Charles, Louisiana. He's a floor MC. He's been it for decades. He's a legend, right? Part-time. He's a, uh, he's a lieutenant, um, isn't he? Yeah, well, he runs the Lake SWAT. Charles SWAT. Yeah. And they just steep themselves in CrossFit. It's part of their, like, it's part of their training. It's part of their, like, he's developed his own, like, physical uh, training assessment. I think they do Murph. They do Murph, dude. That's what they do as their check. Yeah, their fit <laughs> check. awesome. Hey, pussies, yeah. <laughs> put on your body armor. We're going, right? Right. And oh, oh, oh no, they're creating, and they do jujitsu. Yep. Right? Yeah, they're always rolling. Grappling. Yeah. They're all like, it's, and we'll, we'll get, there's a part here where um, I'll, uh, I'll say a hot button phrase that'll not necessarily upset this crowd, but another one that I can't wait to. Uh, it says, after uh, soldiers are professional athletes, in fact, we argue that the physical preparedness required of military combat, and by extension law enforcement, matches and regularly surpasses that required of Olympic athletes. And that's to your point. Right? Even in a fight, like an MMA fight, the fight's over when someone taps. <laughs> it's done. Yeah. Right? Uh, it says in pink here, in light of this view, we find it disturbing that few police departments offer formal fitness instruction after academy graduation. Yeah, I, I don't, this, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say all this stuff. What's, it, what's important about going back to the yellow, about the uh, matches are regularly surpasses required of Olympic athletes. That's because Olympic athletes are fringe athletes. They're right. the best in the world at the one thing that they do. But as a military cop, uh, first responder, you don't know what you're preparing for. And that's what makes CrossFit such a perfect blend for what you have to do here. You don't know if you're going to have to run long. You don't know if you're going to have to climb a wall. You don't know if you're going to have to lift something heavy up off the ground or ruck someone or something up. some. You don't know what you're going to have to do. Mm-hmm. So you have to now be ready for all of those things. I mean, it it, it is... It is the quintessential being ready for, like, you know, we talk about the unknown and unknowable in competition and how unknown and unknowable it doesn't need to be. Yep. For these people, it is truly <laughs> the unknown and the unknowable because you don't know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. You have to be ready for anything that's going to come your way. It's the epitome of unknown and unknowable. 100%. And what better training methodology to have than CrossFit? Because I'm, I'm sorry, anyone else that's listening or anyone else that has people that are at their stations doing this, the recumbent bike is not going to do it. No. I, Which... I had a, uh, uh, I was working with the fire department um, and building a fitness program for them and trying to um, uh, make these uh, peer fitness uh, coordinates for the department so they can kind of be coach, coach themselves kind of a thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, within their own ranks. One of the guys that I was working with, it was supposed to be one of the peer coordinators. He ended up, he got hurt for something. He wasn't coming into the gym because I was having them work out at the gym um, here so I could kind of train them and you know, get them all up to speed. He was gone for about a month. He shows up, and I'm like, dude, where have you been? Like, what the heck? <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, I was hurt. I was kind of busy, you know, but I've still been working out. I was swimming. Huh? I'm like, okay, um, why were you swimming? 
And he goes, well, you know, because it's a great exercise. And I go, great exercise. Don't disagree. I go, how much water do you guys have in your jurisdiction? <laughs> He's like, well, none. We don't really make any water rescues. And I go, okay. He's like, you know, but it's, you know, it's low impact and, you know, it's great for the lungs. And I go, okay. This is when I was out. So I, I was now not being PC about my mm. responses to a lot of these things. Mm. I go, okay. First of all, when did being a firefighter, a first responder, ever become uh, low impact? Oh. Like, it's not low impact. So yes. why are you training low impact? You should be doing the things that are going to get you ready for your day. And if you're never going to enter the water to make any rescue, then I'm sorry, man. Unless you're injured, you have no – like, get the hell out of the water. Mm -hmm. Go grab your turnouts, put them on, start moving some weight around. Like, yeah. What are you talking about? And I'm like, I had to like reel it back in because I'm like, well, <laughs> I apologize. But you got to understand, like, what are you preparing for? And if you're one of the fear leader guys, the peer guys, they're going to follow you. You're now putting everyone back on the recumbent bike again. Yep. That loses what we're trying to do here. Here's the best part about low excited. impact training is that if you're just getting in shape or coming off an injury or you're at a certain, I would say, age of fragility or you know, you're nursing something and you're just working out or you're training in a CrossFit gym. Like low impact's great. But if you are in this arena, whereas you said there is no such thing as low impact, you must train your body for that impact. Uh, the article that we read two weeks ago about seniors and kids, the whole reason why we do things like Olympic lifting is that your body learns to adapt and respond positively to weight landing on the body, prepping your body for impact, training your body for impact, whether it's a barbell on your shoulders or a body over the shoulders or a car wreck, your car flips over, uh, you know, like training your body for impact, especially in the fields of first responders and our military should be in the programming. Not 100%. low impact or no impact. You're just going to train yourself in a vacuum and right. your body will not be prepared for the impact that will happen. Will happen. Not might happen. Not it'll be on the other shift or the other mission. It will happen. You just don't know when. And that's the other part. You don't know when it's going to happen. So how can I... And this is when, it, you know, uh, the old days of CrossFit, there was... Really, I mean, there was zero understanding or not understanding. There was zero need for the idea of periodization. It was you needed to be ready every day. So how do you get ready every day? Train for it like it's going to be happening tomorrow so that you are ready. Like that that had to be the mentality. It has to be. You don't, You can't say that like, well, only in the summertime we get busy or, you know, it's up. It's February. So we know we're going to have our big attack that comes up yep it it's gonna happen in the middle of the night you're gonna get woken up and you're gonna go from zero to 100 and have to do amazing things so you have to be able to train for that and it, it's hard i i get it it's hard um what's hard is also is that um the higher ups of these different departments don't see that they don't understand mm. that um they're too far from being in the seat Yep. So, you know, they're, they're just looking at, at money and what button pushes or whatever. Um, and even though that is the case, uh, those of you guys that are out there that are first responders, military people, look, if they're not going to do it, you need to take it as 
that's your seatbelt. That's going to be your protection. So if they're not going to do it for you, then pack up whatever you need to pack up and squat it. You got your partners. You can squat. You got there are things you can do. Yeah. Um, take it upon yourself to make yourself a badass because you have to be one. We, we are expecting that. We're expecting that. It should be expected of them, right? But you would think. It's funny is that the, the reason that's given from Top Brass, and you can attest to this, why they don't say have a CrossFit training in a um, firehouse in their gym or a police department in their fitness facilities, whatever it is, is that they always throw out this, Oh, we don't want to hurt him. Right? Dude, I, I, I would battle that nonstop. But like, let's, and we, we've mentioned this before, is like, let's, and it says here is that the obstacles are seen as being primarily financial, right? That's this, this line right here. Workman's comp. Workman's comp. What is more costly? And there's an answer to this question. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> is it the insurance and cost it takes to keep the sick person sick the out of shape person right pills weight prescriptions dietary programs should they go go that route or right to keep them weaned on that or is it more cost effective to put a coach in your gym a training methodology that is prescribed to all of your cadets or your police officers. What are firefighters called? Are they cadets? Those are police. What are you guys? Um, is it all cadets? Uh, reserves. No, reserves. We'll boots. I don't know. You're New young guy. bucks, right? You're rookies. New guy. <laughs> right out of, straight out of the academy, right? The academy isn't like their last formal training, but like in every firehouse and every police department, like there should be CrossFit. And the cost to hire a coach to program and, and train your, your is way less Way less. Way less than the overall cost to have unhealthy cops or unhealthy police, uh, firefighters. And even more so, what's the cost of their inability to act because of their physical limitations to maybe uh, whether it's a fire that you can't get inside because you are not in shape to carry that person out? What's the cost of someone's life that you were not able to fulfill your duty because you weren't physically capable of doing? Tell me what is more costly there. Right. There's levels and there's levels to that. I mean, when, when the, but when the, the bean pushers are counting, how much does this treadmill cost? Can we get the cheap treadmill in the, in the station? So, okay, at least they're doing something or they're coming bike or maybe even a rower, maybe even a wall ball, who knows? Um, but it's not just the cost of you, you have the community cost because guess what? If someone dies, you're going to have to answer to that. What happened? And, and departments are, are good at saying, I mean, because it, it's, it's an emergency. So it's, it's very easy to say, uh, well, you know, it was too hot. It was too, it was dangerous, you know, and we will risk big to gain big, but we're not going to risk big to gain a little. So, I mean, there's a lot of that stuff. It's just not going to happen. We're not going to put people in harm's way for no reason. Um, but you're going to have to answer to that. There could be civil suits. There could be lawsuits. There could be all those things that go down mm -hmm. against the department because of your, level of fitness to do or not to be able to do. The other thing is if you get hurt, let's say, and I hear this one all the time. If you get hurt when you're training or you get hurt, uh, you know, out, out in the field, it's like, well, you know, if they get hurt when they're working out, then I'm going to have to cover behind them with overtime. Okay. Yeah. I hear you on that. However, if you hedge against 
the the illness and the injuries because they are stronger. They're more nimble. They have better flexibility. They have better balance. They have better accuracy, coordination, all of the things to where they now they don't get hurt as often. Then you don't have to backfill behind them. If you mm-hmm. get hurt, someone hurt on a call, you still have to backfill behind them. Yep. So why not make sure that they're going to be the baddest ass possible for them? I mean, I, and I'm not. I'm not saying that there's a line or whatever. I mean, I get into that whole thing. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, the, it's the it has to be the absolute best version of them, so that they are able to handle the most calls when they go out there. Because w- would you put an injured football player out on the field? No. Right. So it's the same thing. Yeah. So um, you know, you just can't. You, you, it, it is injury prevention. Thank you, babe. Injury prevention. Thumbs up right there. <laughs> Um, that, that is important. And it, it's hard for a lot of the bean pushes to see it as preventative rather than working as reactive. Well, they see upfront initial costs and they don't predict the long-term cost, the actual None, costs, ever. whether it's financial ever. or life. Right. Like, oh, this $10,000 in front of me. No, you're like, it's going to be five times that if you don't do this, Yep. which we'll get to. Yep. Don't worry, folks. We have numbers. We have numbers. All right. Combat versus sport. For the ease of discussion and economy of words, so we're taking a leap here. Not a leap, we're just a, we're taking a short track. <laughs> uh, Greg says, we refer to the collective physical demands of police work, military work, first responders, including defensive tactics and arrest and control as combat. Now, there are things called combat sports. Bill said earlier, MMA, right? Um wrestling take your pick right right there are combat sports and then there's what is we're actually defining as actual combat actual combat and it says uh difference being is that in the sport or combat sport is that you know what's coming you're in a 12 round boxing match two minutes a piece i don't know how long the rounds are maybe 90 seconds you know that you have a one-on-one opponent. They are coming to attack you. You've probably studied all their tactics as far as how they strike or where they pour it on or same with mixed martial arts. Like all of this is a nice confined, defined space. Combat, as Greg would talk about, is like put this on for a size. The date and time of the fight remain a secret. The fight is on when the opponent appears. That's a little bit different. Yep. The, uh, the number of opponents is also unknown. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. The, there, uh, there will be no referee. <laughs> <laughs> the fight may or may not include weapons. There are no rounds or time limits. No information can be provided regarding the opponent's size, skill, or background. Innocents are present and must not be harmed. And your opponent may have the intent to literally kill you. That is a short list of defining combat, differentiating from, say, combat sports. Mm -hmm. And that is what our military and first responders walk into every single day they're on duty. Every single day. There is, I mean, you're living five seconds at a time. Yeah. Five seconds at a time with this whole list of things that could possibly happen and, and, and do. And do. Below that, one of the most 
punch drunk of pugs. <laughs> oh, sorry. Only, only the most punch drunk of pugs would fail to recognize at once that both the physical demands and the stakes have been terrifyingly increased, not lessened when we look at combat versus combat sports. In fact, that the fighter's confrontation is certain, whereas the cops is only probable, only creates the illusion of lesser demand. The fact that it hasn't happened yet does not discredit the fact that it can happen or the dangers at which they face each and every and day. It will happen. The odds are it won't be me. And the downturn of that is a police officer is so comforted, places himself, his partners, and tragically the public in unnecessary harm's way if they have that mentality of statistically whatever. And this is and this is one of those things. That, I mean, I have a lot of um, you know cop friends, and I've known a lot of really cool cops, and I've known a lot of really just like douchebag dick cops. Um, and people wonder why sure. why they're like why is that guy such a dick? Like he's just an asshole all the time. And it's like, well, think about what I mean. The literal purpose of his job is he is the one that needs to enforce all the rules. So he is nobody's best friend. Nope. Nobody likes to see a cop, unless their house gets broken into or something like that. Like, Thank God cops, you're here. Cops do it you know, right behind you on, and you know, when you're driving, don't want to see them. Yeah. You're crossing the street, don't want to see them. Um, you never want to see a cop. You're, they, are, they have to assume that everyone is going to jump them because if they don't, they're gone. And yep. again, that it, it isn't that just they get beat up like they could get killed and it's them it's their family it's their wife their husband their kids or whatever Mm -hmm. they have to have that mentality and i mean i that's why i like being a firefighter because everyone liked us (laughs) yeah everybody loves loves you guys (laughs) we come in and it's like hey hey put them in the calendar (laughs) so everybody loved us but like um i mean talk about stressful yeah talk about stressful well, and that is that, and, and keep in mind, they also deal with, most of the time, the worst humans yeah, on the planet. Totally. And not just like criminals or just people that are just like pieces of shit to them just because they're cops. Yep. Right? Especially nowadays. Jeez. Especially nowadays. <laughs> uh, below that, it says, the fact that the requirements of combat are marked largely, are marked by largely unforeseeable circumstances in combat not being a game or sport, and in red, we says, has contributed to the exercise science communities showing little interest in the training needs of police and military personnel. And it says that many of us could easily drop a program for Marines. And it's implying that the programming needs of combatants are more easily designed than the needs of a sports competitor. It doesn't need to be sports specific. Nope. Right? But it says here, this is important, and this goes to the financial and time thing that uh, always is the red tape, is that if Olympic medals were awarded for arrest and control, the coaching community and exercise scientists would be climbing over one another to lend a hand. Meaning if there was glory in it or money in it, then more attention would get put into it. And that's what everybody focuses on these days. Do I get the credit? Do I get the attention? Do I get the paycheck? Do I get the recognition? Do, right? Me, me, me. And you're in the wrong. It's just, the, it's just the, so selfish. It drives me crazy. 
drives me crazy. Uh, combat demands. The question is, what are the physical demands of CrossFit? Well, if you look at our 10 general physical skills, going back to October 2002 and the What is Fitness article, which we, I think we kicked it off with this. Yep. Cardio, respiratory endurance, stamina, strength, flexibility, power, speed, coordination, agility, balance, and accuracy. Success in combat, i.e. survival, could hinge on any one of these 10 components. One chink in the armor. The physical demands of defensive tactics and arrest and control require a broad base of general adaptation. This is not the domain of a specialist. It says here in blue, be strong, fast, quick reacting, accurate, and flexible. This broad adaptation is well-developed by design within the CrossFit arena. It's just so perfect. I mean, I think of anything that a first responder military person would have to handle. I mean, anything. Come up with any sort of idea and all of those things you can, I mean, you can draw right. a, a movement that we use in CrossFit, CrossFit methodology right onto it. I mean, I, I mean, literally stick and paste it right on, you know? Um, and you won't see, where you won't see is just the long, slow duration running or yes. the, um, you know, I'm just going to do curls or I'm just doing calf raises. I mean, I, you know, again, any activity is good activity. Cool, yes. Right on. But if we're talking about, if you're talking about what these, uh, these people need to be best physically ready for their job, mm -hmm. you have to have something that's broad based because their career is broad-based. Their right. activity level is broad-based. Yes. Uh, phew, right on cue, Bill. Uh, it, it, when this article is written, this uh, Derek Ray of the Florida Police Corps developed and implemented and tested by an independent agency, CrossFit protocols in his department. And it says, essential to our understanding and successes in police training, it is the understanding that police work is largely... Here it is, anaerobic, not aerobic. Yep. Anaerobic, short, intense bouts of intensity. Aerobic, long, slow, steady, right? The recumbent bike, the swimming yep. pool. Police work, first responder work in combat, military personnel, is largely anaerobic in nature. Though poorly understood, this is nonetheless a Fact. Time domain matching a task or sport to training is the first step to effective, legitimate strength and conditioning. So, who knew? Understanding the sport at which you do should reflect the training of which you do for that sport. <laughs> it is likely that an officer would wrestle with a suspect. Is it likely that an officer would wrestle with a suspect for 20 minutes? An officer is about as likely to be struck by lightning as to engage in a 20-minute fight. Right. You got to figure they're going to have backup, probably not too far out. I mean, we have like some of our local sheriffs here in the county. They'll run um, where they the next car in may be a little bit, but 20 minutes is a long time. Yeah. But how long does everyone do their run for or their recumbent bike for? Oh, I'm going to watch the game and ride the bike for 45 minutes. Yeah. Great job. Well, and then we also had talked about this when we talked about the difference between aerobic and anaerobic training. 
is that we specifically talked about is that it's a one-way street when you cross the two. Aerobic training will take away your anaerobic conditioning. It will reduce its overall effectiveness. However, on the flip side of that, anaerobic training supports aerobic capacity. Now, it's not the only thing you do, right? If you want to get better aerobic training, you do aerobic training, but it's one supports the other. And so it says here is it is the short encounters, those lasting from a few seconds to a few minutes, where an officer will affect most of his arrests and where police officers live, lives are tragically lost. So it's the anaerobic training that is going to support first responders and military more than long, slow, steady cardio, low impact training, swimming in a pool. It's crazy. I, I literally, uh, I was on a podcast yesterday. Um, we were talking about CrossFit uh, training for wrestlers. Mm. And one of the questions I asked the guys was, because these guys both wrestled, and I said, I go, how many, how many long runs did you go when you were a wrestler and they're like oh man we ran all the time yeah like you know cutting weight or whatever we do it for for training we would this long arduous like up and down stairs for hours and hours and hours and stadium runs and whatever and i go okay so give me like a time frame they're like oh 45 minutes an hour and i'm like what wrestling match ever went that long <laughs> not one no so i'm like you know wrestlers should be training if they're doing like crossfit stuff like the classic range of CrossFit between like 10 to 15 minutes. Fight on bad. But exactly. Exactly. Let's name that for a and, reason. You know, and, and again, the shorter the time frame, the higher the intensity is. And for all the people out there that think that that isn't going to help the longer stuff. Remember when we had the old CrossFit endurance? Yep. CrossFit endurance was you do CrossFit. And yes. then you also add some running you, at usually yeah, you augment or, or add Right. Maybe two, at most three, of those long aerobic right. efforts. Everything else well, is just and, straight up CrossFit. And the, and the purpose of the long was only so that your joints were ready to handle that. Right. Not to like, well, because you need to train to have that. Like You didn't need to have that. You didn't mm. need to have it that way. So, you know, even for like the, the wildland firefighters or, or the, the officers that are going to be on a longer dispatch compared to not have anyone out there, and they need to be able to have that uh, – that endurance or a little bit longer capacity they're gonna get it right if they train at a high intensity mm -hmm. not just not just not the classic well you know you know uh you know heart attacks are, are a big thing for firefighters and cops because so we need to make sure that we protect our heart so we need to have exercise for you know 30 minutes three times a week no fuck that yeah you need to be you need to ramp up the intensity so that you are ready to handle a three-minute, an eight-minute, a 15-minute, a 25-minute fight, chase, assault, pulling hose, cutting roofs, mm -hmm. whatever. Like you, That's the only way you're going to do it. And so I, I love that it pushes the anaerobic element of that. And it's like, hey, that's the, that's the realm you need to exist in in your training. And if you're doing it right, it's got – like you can do Fran, which is yeah. an anaerobic exercise. You can do Fran and have it take 15 minutes. True. And you did not do what you, you were Fran. supposed to do on that. <laughs> yeah. 
You said thrusters and pull-ups. Um, it's all about that that high level intensity, which is going to help all the other stuff. Well, it's that old prescription, just like the short track of programming is like live your life in couplets and triplets. Go heavy once a week and long every once in a while. Yep. Yep. It's that simple. He has here in blue. When the men and women charged with training police officers come to terms with the unavoidable reality that police work is by overwhelmingly preponderance anaerobic, the fitness of police nationwide will begin to improve dramatically. And then it looked at other sports, basketball, wrestling, boxing, wrestling, wrestling, (laughs) wrestling, boxing, football, each are anaerobic. Oh, who knew? Says, recommends that nearly 90% of training time spent in each of these sports should be spent in anaerobic pathways. 90%, 9 out of 10 workouts. Yep. To do otherwise would be to reduce the strength, speed, and power of these athletes and ensure defeat because aerobic training constantly will reduce your strength, power, and speed, which are all and only developed in an anaerobic state. (sighs) So nice. (laughs) Combat offers randomized challenges that are largely anaerobic, completely functional, and mixed generously among the lower extremities, trunk, core, and upper extremities. Any program that doesn't readily match and train for these demands is woefully lacking. Look at the demands of your profession and the arena of which you compete in. And that can be, we can say, combat or combat sports or any sport. Look at the arena of which you reside your, your final destination in. Your training should reflect that to improve that. And which of those things are low impact? Any of those <laughs> exactly. things. Right. No. Flawed models. The police academy training is a mix of bodybuilding style weight training with extended running efforts. The intention being to improve both endurance and strength. And I can see the thought process there. We'll work on building muscle and we'll work on your endurance. Strength and endurance. Okay. <laughs> I see what you're saying. What you, I, I'm not going to fault you for thinking that. I'll just assume you're an unedu- uneducated. And that's okay because that's why we're here. We, as I mean CrossFit, not me and Bill. But us too. But us too, yeah. While this works, it only works in the sense that any exercise is better than none, which is what you said at the top of the show. I would much rather you get off the couch and do bicep curls and a recumbent bike than sit on the couch. Yes, that is a much better alternative. However, if we want to improve ourselves in the arena of which we live in every day, We need to extend those efforts when it comes to training. And it says, to a large extent, these efforts are counterproductive and that that the marginal strength gains incurred through bodybuilding movements are shed by the distance running. So all of the improvements you do with your bodybuilding pump sesh for two hours, if you go for an hour-long run two or three times a week, it negates all that. You're just spinning in a circle. That sucks. Uh, That sucks, right? (laughs) It's like, well. Damn. The the model they embrace, you put this, the program is too predictable. It lacked movements that elicit large neuroendocrine response. 
It is distinguished between strength and endurance in the matter of which no nature has regard of, right? There's no such thing as that when it comes to nature itself. Uh, it lacks functional movements and it trained at intensities below the threshold of maximal adaptation. Some of the negatives, some of the negatives. I think I'm figuring out this page thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, going back to the Florida model, Derek Ray at Florida Police Corps in Jacksonville, Florida, again, this is 2003, was the first to officially implement the CrossFit model to the academy. And there's a list of things. Oh, here's the great part. I'll just read these. These are great. Incorporates workouts, each containing a singular unique qualities and demands. Relies entirely on movements demonstrated to elicit a potent neuroendocrine response, which is just the more intense you put yourself in, the more of a hormonal change or, a, or in a, uh, a quicker hormonal change you'll have. So, for example, if you do a high bout of intensity, your body, if you're male, will release um, more growth factor or testosterone just because of the intensity. The more intense, the more of a hormonal response you'll have. The less intense, the less you'll have. It blends traditional elements of strength training and cardio training as required for combat, utilizes functional movements exclusively, trains at intensities that optimize adaptation, and all are nearly anaerobic, and nearly half the workout time. That's the part that I, that, that, that right there is what made me way back in the day really buy really truly buy into crossfit yep it's like i can do i can get all of these things and it doesn't one through five i i i <laughs> dude i cut my gym time down in half easily which, which also and that's when improves I your recovery doing time. It in like the regular the regular globo gym you know what i mean like i would be in there doing my back and buys like 95 sets of this and bro i would whatever. spend two or three hours in the globo gym easy getting less results than i did in a five minute amrap in CrossFit, like yeah. uh, 11.3, right? Yep. Five minutes of squat, clean, and jerks. I would get more out of doing that as hard as yeah. I could than three hours of running on a treadmill, doing bicep curls and military press and calf raises and leg presses. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Here's the crazy part. The net result of Mr. Ray's program is an 80% improvement on cadet physical testing scores 80 percent that's insane not shocking not surprising no to, to those me, of us that me, do crossfit right to us it's like a well yeah yeah duh of course it is now if you ask me hey what what percentage increase would you see um, if you imp Im implemented crossfit training in the police academy from test one to test two. I was like, I don't know, 30, 40%, 25%. I think that's high. Not 80. 80 is, 80 is stupid. Right. That is, that is ridiculous. Right. Yes, Janelle, and the training in the global gym was so boring. I hated it. <laughs> Everyone just looked at me funny. Yeah, all around is, <laughs> I just looked at dudes that I wanted like certain body parts of mine to look like, and we all hated each other. <laughs> don't touch my weights. <laughs> Uh, as we scroll down here, it says a modest proposal. So now we're talking budget, time, right? Our workouts average 20 minutes in duration, and we have a group with which we've been working only three days per week for several years. 
the protocol has been proven efficacious. If you guys know what efficacious means, it just means ef- like efficient in both like time and results. We'd like to see police departments nationwide implement an in-house program supported by a simple web-based application ahead of their time. (laughs) That's called (laughs) direct-to-consumer. A web-based application with a database that eventually supports officers with it. Meaning you can create an online training protocol and give every police department or firehouse that has a gym in-house a list of equipments that they should have for basics needs. And then here's the program in which you do. You don't even have to have someone there. Maybe bring in a coach to help everybody, like teach everybody how to do everything first. And then you can limit that. So I think it's what Matt Souza does. Yeah, he goes in and he actually helps. And what that's the same thing I was doing, trying to get, trying to teach a couple peer coordinators so that they could basically do it all in-house. But you're right. It's, yeah. it's not hard to do. Yeah. What did, what did Corey just say? I challenge anyone to go to a Globo gym for a year at the same time and then ask the guy on the Smith machine next to you to help you move. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, that's just the web-based program. All right, here's, here's the cool stuff. Secondary benefits. This is the last page. We've mentioned this a few times, but here we have some numbers to it. Worksite fitness programs have a proven, well-documented history of measurable reducing or, or of measurably reducing healthcare costs. Proven, documented. It's not a black box theory. <laughs> proven, documented, reducing healthcare costs, reducing absenteeism. You mean the people that didn't want to get hurt in the gym and they would miss work? There's less of those? Oh, okay. Increasing productivity, reducing the use of healthcare benefits, reducing workers' comp slash disability, and reducing injuries and increasing morale and loyalty. So you're saying we have a well-documented bank of information that takes every single red tape bullshit excuse that the top brass would give you as not to do this, and it says it does exactly the opposite. That's what you're telling me. Yep. Oh, wow. Interesting. Every study done on worksite fitness programs has shown positive outcomes, and of the 30 that have been analyzed for cost outcomes, 29 have proved to be cost-effective. I wonder what the one that didn't. I wonder what that was. Probably an outlier, and that's the only one that they look at, right? Here's some numbers. Uh, they looked at some companies that they put these in, and this isn't just like combat or police. These are just like companies, right? Corporate fitness or wellness programs. $6.15. This is actually at Coors, which is just funny because I, I remember entertaining a beer distribution. We have an Anheuser distribution company here in Dallas, yeah. and we talked to their team about bringing CrossFit to them. Uh, well, it's, I mean, all the drivers are carrying of fucking kegs yeah. and uh, dollies around all the time. Yeah. $6.15 saved for every dollar invested in their program. I'll say that again. For those of you that under, don't understand money and finance just like I do, for every dollar they spent on the program, there was a return of investment of $6.15 saved because of everything we talked about above in the blue, reducing their healthcare costs, 
reducing absenteeism, which you pay time off, PTO, right? Increase productivity, which also should increase profit and sales. Reduce the use of healthcare benefits, which they pay for or you pay for. And then if you have to pay, and if your insurance company has to pay for all your sick, chronic disease lemmings around, your healthcare costs will go up. Reducing workers' comp and disability, which you have to pay for, and reducing injuries. So every dollar they spent on a fitness program, they, you in 600% return on investment <laughs> for a fucking beer company. Yeah. We'll go down one more. Coors, Bank of America, Kincot, Equitable Life, average return on investments of $5.86. 500 to 600% savings. Savings. Savings, things that you don't have to pay for anymore. You're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't get that money. He's like, yes, you did because you didn't have to spend that money. Right. 500 to 600% increase per dollar spent. Fitness in general, not to mention nutrition specifically. It should be easy to generate a return on investment that matched or exceeded the benefits found in the industry. There's your numbers. That, that's it. Every dollar they spent to bring in equipment, a coach, and a training program in the gym returned them five to six times fold financially. And if you don't give a shit about your people, then that probably means you give a shit about money, and that's all you need to worry about. That's the spreadsheet you should be looking at. It's crazy because they, they will have that mentality on equipment it's like, oh, okay, we're going to make this. I mean, because you have to see it as an investment. Not even is that you're saving money, but that you're investing in your company, treating and seeing your your people that are on the floor, whoever we're talking about, whether it's uh, soldiers or whatever, that they are pieces of equipment that <laughs> get you in are there, Barclay. <laughs> Barclay spreadsheets, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> right. Um, and you want to you want to pay into them. Like I'm not going to buy a fire engine that, like the brakes don't work, right? Or that the pump doesn't work. And it's great that I have this great running fire engine that doesn't do anything. If I, if it doesn't pump, it's useless to me. If I have people, if I have soldiers that cannot physically do the job that they need to do, they are useless to me. They are a they, liability. They, they will not. They're a liability to me. They will not. They will not get my mission accomplished. They will get themselves killed. They will get the 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 other soldiers in their platoon killed, uh, and this is you know same thing with firefighters, same thing with cops. If they can't do their job, I had I would get into so many arguments with my chiefs, so many because I would have guys that would be on the engine whose knees were all hurt, back was all hurt. They mm. wouldn't be able to pick up or do whatever, but they didn't want to take days off because you know, well, I want to save it for that vacation. It's like you can't do the job, bro. Right. Get off, like, because what happens when I'm on the engine and I know that people are like that on the engine with me, I have to save them now. Mm. So it isn't me taking care of what's happening. I, I mean, I got the community and all that, but now I have to not only look out for me, I I know he's going to, I know this guy's going to go down. Yes. I know he is. Yes. I will have to pick him up. I will have to carry him. I will have to move him. And that does not, like... Saving that one person or making it easy for that one person is really, really hard. So it's really odd to me that that um, the higher ups, the in, in I think I don't remember who it was, it talked about like it's hard to get buy in. It is hard yeah, to get buy in because for some reason 
they can't tangibly see that if you do that for your physical workers, that it's different than looking for physical equipment. Right. I can buy equipment, but then here I have these people and I'm not going to see them as the same thing. I need to be able to invest in those people. Mm-hmm. I have maintenance program for my equipment. I need to have maintenance programs for my for my firefighters, my cops, my military. You have to. It isn't pass the physical test and then I don't worry about you anymore. Because you've been in the service. You know what will happen. You know how to handle yourself. No. You get out of breath, you forget everything. <laughs> and that's true. Yeah. It's true. Um, I had a lot of people the young firefighters loved working with me because they knew that they would be working out and doing some really cool training. Some of the training that we would do is I would purposely have them in all their stuff on air, whatever. And okay. I would get them as out of breath as possible. And then I'd ask them questions cause I have to have them thinking clearly, mm. but we, you know, there, there were people that if they didn't have a certain level of, of, um, physicality, fitness, then they would go fuzzy yeah. and a fuzzy first responder is a liability is a danger is a, a, a weight and an anchor for the rest of us that are out there trying to do what we need to do. So that was my goal was to make sure that those people that everyone that rode on the engine with me had a level of fitness and yeah. there were people that loved it. And there were people that didn't want to ride with me. <laughs> And there are chiefs that got mad at me all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> Janelle says, the it's the same as preventative medicine. Yes, it is preventative yes. medicine. That's why you can use your FSA and HSA accounts to pay for some of your gym memberships. Which is new. Affiliate, which is new. True med. Yes. Or lifestyle because it can't prove eating well and crossfitting has kept me from disease. Uh, yeah. I can only assume that it's helping. Yes, it is. It is. And you can prove it. <laughs> Just... Take your blood work. <laughs> right. Oh, that was great. Oh, that was sweat. great. Yeah, I'm sweating too. <laughs> if you guys if you guys are supporting us on Patreon first, thank you so much for supporting us more than you guys already do. Uh, for six bucks a month, you guys can be part of our Programmatron crew, uh, much like the Sevenistas. We have Programmatrons. And... We, uh, we give a workout a week. Bill had his last week. I'm going to post mine up today for my workout of the week, along with a video and an explanation of the workout. And we also post our edited versions of these PDFs for the CrossFit Journal with our, basically, highlights in there. You're going to be able to print it off. It'll be a PDF. You guys will be a part of that. Um, make sure you guys go to the OGCulture.com. Our new merch has dropped. Dude, at the uh, Health Summit, I had so many people coming up to me and asked me, like, where I was wearing all this stuff. And I was like, you don't know? Yeah. Where can I get yes. this? Where can you get this? Just go to the OGCulture.com, and if you are a Programmatron, you get 20% off everything in store with our special code that only you I forgot I was can receive. Oh, you're wearing it right now. Uh, I got the other one at uh, Fitness Experience. I got the one that had the yellow. It was the blue shirt Ooh. with the yellow tag. Yeah. But uh, Ken just made this one. He made this for you, but I got to wear it first. Dude, <laughs> the, it's, it's just a straight black shirt. With only the white cult spray paint tag. Yes. It. I want that. Dude, I wore it out. <laughs> it was like a graphic tee. I felt like I was in college again. Yeah. I was. Yeah. Thank you, Jeffrey. Thanks for being here, too. And thank you, all the seven aces that posted that uh, push-up video. I'll, actually, I'll, I'll throw it up again if I can find it. Just as a tip of the cap to you guys for doing that. 
that meant a lot. But, yeah. uh, dude, it's sick. It was so sick that I think, like, CrossFit is kind of like, hey, can we? Uh... I was like, yes, take it back. It's yours. It, right. It's not ours. It's yours. It's, all, it's, it's, it's yours. It's ours. It's ours. Hours. But it's not ours. It's all of it's, ours. It's ours. But it is yours if you want it. Yes. We just did it for you. Yes, Ernie, it was sick. Dude, I got to meet uh, several of the seven nieces in person at the uh, summit, which was cool. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> Almost misread it. Yes, Ernie did misread it for a second. Uh, he thought the L was an N. <laughs> I was like, nah, I am not that bold. <laughs> we, we, have a, we have a guy in our 530 AM class. His name is Clint. Mm, yeah, when you write, I write in all caps. C-L, that's what I do. C-L-I-N-T. <laughs> yeah. And I write fast, so like some of my letters just kind of run into each other. And every time I had, a, I had two Clints. And it was like C-L, space. big space. <laughs> right. I, maybe in a capital I. Like I usually just draw a line for an I, but he got like the full top, bottom, and middle I. Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Um, so other housekeeping things I'd love you guys to support, and this is just a selfish plug, but uh, I'm doing a podcast tomorrow with Scott Pancheck and Dan Bailey, and mm-hmm. we're going to talk about tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Central, uh, unfortunately be the same time Savannah's on, sorry buddy, but this is just what it was, uh, we're going to talk about the very first open announcement ever that was broadcasted of 13.1, a little trip down memory lane with the, uh, nice. with the old Central East boys. Nice. So that'll be fun. So go to the Cross It Podcast YouTube channel, like it, subscribe to it. It would support me uh, in my efforts for the Cross It Games podcast. It's a lot of work we put into uh, on my end, and it would be cool if you guys hopped over there. I don't think I've ever asked anybody to support that. but I don't think you should. Uh, but yeah, please do. It's, uh, it's my baby. Um, and I'm proud of the work that I do over there. I'm proud of the work. It's good. Uh, last but not least... Uh, I've been teasing this, but I have finally completed a very special show uh, we are going to do. Um, I don't know exactly when it's going to happen, yeah. but we did our Inside the Leaderboard show. I was back in December where we reformatted the top 100 and the games allocated spots using the open and quarterfinals as the deciding factor of what the top 100 would look like worldwide, and then distributing those through every semifinal, and then using the DeHunt method to distribute games qualifying spots, where everybody got one, and then after that, it was wide open. And we saw that if you did it that way, these other smaller regions actually had an opportunity to gain more spots, where last year they didn't, and actually never will in the current format. Maybe Oceania. Uh, Spin had a podcast last night that actually went through that. And they're close. Yeah. Uh, they're close. But they need people that are, aren't actually competing individually to hop in, and you wouldn't really need that in this model. Well, Bill, I have, uh, I have gone through. The games are moving to Fort Worth. And if you guys don't know, it will be in Dickey's Arena in Fort Worth. And Fort Worth, Texas, in the end of July in October, is the hottest time of the year in Texas, where triple digits every day for about 60 days plus in a row. Probably not doing a lot of outside events at the CrossFit Games this year. Even Dave Castro has mentioned a random percentage number, which we're not going to hold him to because we're just talking shit. Right. 95% of the events at the CrossFit Games will be done indoors. So let's just say... 
of the average, it's usually around 12 to 13 events for the individuals over the last couple of years, as many as 15, as little as 12. That's probably one event outside where the majority before it was, it was a pretty even split 50, 50. Right. Well, what we wanted to do, what I wanted to do is I wanted to predict who is going to win the 2024 CrossFit games on the female side. And your two leaders in the clubhouse are clearly the last two women that have won the CrossFit Games between Laura Horvath and Tia Toomey. And I had the idea of, hey, what about let's try to predict who is going to make, not, not make, win, win the CrossFit Games because now it's all indoors. And so a little teaser for you guys. We are going to do a show where we look back on three years of head-to-head competition and we look at who is better than the other head-to-head outside versus inside and by how much. But that's all I'm going to show you. It's all done. It's all ready to go. All the numbers are there. It's exciting. It's fascinating, right? I bet it's interesting. It's interesting. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to make this a game. We're going to make this an evening show, just like our Inside the Leaderboard gang. We're probably going to get three or four guests along with Bill. Bill hasn't seen this. No, I know. I'm excited. Bill hasn't seen this. (laughs) And we're going to do a game, right? And there will be scores with our guests. So stay tuned for the announcements of when this show is going to go down. Uh, I've spent a long time, (laughs) a long time putting this together, and I hope you guys roll with us. But yes, stay tuned. Uh, don't peek, don't cheat. You can only use your knowledge that you have in your brain now. But when you get that announced, we'd love you guys to be a part of that, to join us, join us on the show, play along. Um, but yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So I can't wait. I can't wait to see that dude. It's gonna be fun. It's going to be fun. Uh, other than that, man, you got to go coach a class. I got to go coach. I got to go take my son to jujitsu. Yeah. I can't wait to hear about his rolling. Yeah. He's Can't getting. Wait. He's getting there. I got. I actually, I got on his ass pretty. Sorry, Barkley. Although Barkley hit me up. <laughs> hit me up because there's always, uh, always spreadsheets. The spreadsheets of which I had to make were a lot of trial and error. And you seem like someone I can just articulate a concept to and uh, do something much better than I did. So you've got my <laughs> cell phone. You've got my cell phone. Um. Yeah, I, oh, I got on him last time. Actually, I did like the whole drive home dad thing. I felt a little bad because it, it's... <laughs> oh, dude, this guy's awesome. Hey. Um, oh, sweet. And uh, he just... Uh, he's goofing off, playing around, not really paying attention, focused more on like his belt than he was like the instructor and then... Did this one match. He'll get there. Did this one match where he just kind of gave up in the middle of it and got tossed. And we had a conversation. I felt bad. I was like, God damn it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, dude. But hey, every Uh, once in a while, you just got to like, you got to set him straight. It's like, hey, stop fucking around. Right? We can play when we get home with your sister. Or when your friends at recess, like this is not serious, but we need to at least take it seriously because you are being instructed, you are learning a skill. So let's keep it fun because you learn better when you are enjoying your time there. 
You're gonna have fun. You're gonna God have fun. God dang it. it. That, yeah. Don't so you it wasn't. Never let him throw you like that again. Well, here's the thing. I said I don't care if you get thrown. I don't care if you get beat. I don't care if you win. I don't care if you lose. But I do care if you try. Oh hell yes, right. Dude. And I tell him that every time. He's like, Dad, I didn't win today. I was like, Dylan, I don't care. I don't care if you win. I don't expect you to win. I'm not only cheering for you if you do win. I know when you're trying hard, and I know when you're not. And that's the com- what it, it centered around. He's like, oh, but totally. I keep losing. I was like, dude, it doesn't matter. You are learning. But I know when you're not trying, and that's where we're gonna. That's what we need to reshift. We need to refocus in effort, not necessarily. Like I don't care if you know how to do a back roll or a step through or a back step or some kid who's been doing this for two years and they're smaller yeah. than you. Fucking throw you on your ass. Don't care. Right? But don't give up. Don't quit. And if you get thrown on your ass, get back up and get back in there. Everything else will take care of itself in the long run. But you need yes, to keep the effort there. That's it. That's all. That's the, that's the only thing I told him. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's not about winning and losing. Fuck, dude. If anybody does anything worthwhile, I guarantee you, you lose 90% of the time. But those fucking wins is what it's all they're about. Massive. Massive. You got to get the, yeah, you got to get the losses. Yeah. You have the, to. The losses are what makes the wins so damn fun. Shit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We don't quit and we damn sure do not, not try. That's right. There you go. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Stay tuned for our Laura Vestia episode. And uh, Seven e says, thank you again for the push-up video. You guys are the Thanks, best. Guys. Appreciate y'all. All right, Bill. You guys Bye. have a good weekend. <laughs>